the Salt War era in West Texas. If you study this, if you go to Wikipedia or anything else, you're going to find facts, figures, whatever. But we've got to understand exactly what was taking place in far West Texas. What is West Texas in 1866 to 1880? West Texas is the most desolate, isolated place in the United States of America. We're sitting out here in a, in a world that has no roads, no railroads. If you're going to get from San Antonio to El Paso, it's gonna take you, if you're bringing your family with you, it's gonna take you 40 days, minimum. Now, what do you have to watch out when you're trying to get to El Paso, Texas? Well, it wasn't El Paso, Texas at the time. It was a place called Franklin. And the county seat of El Paso County was a little, today, a little sleepy town in, in El Paso County called San Elizario. San Elizario was a, oh, a community that had been set up by the Spaniards when they ruled West Texas, before Mexico took over. This story is about six or seven different groups of people that they are in the middle of a war. They have, they have fought a war. Mexico has been fighting the French. The United States has been fighting each other. The Catholic Church in West Texas is trying to shepherd their flock. You've got the Mexicans, you've got the Texans, you've got the Tejanos, you've got the Republicans, the Democrats. And one of the things that is just a, you throw into the whole mix is the Apache Indians. The Apache Indians, if you're going to go north, south, east, or west from San Elizario or El Paso, the minute you leave the confines of your very small community, you've got to start watching out for Apaches. Not because they're going to hold you up, but because they're going to kill you. So we have got to look at this this isolated group of people in what is now El Paso, Texas, a community of three-quarters of a million people. Okay, the politicians. You've got two, Demo two parties, like we have today, the Republicans and the Democrats. Everybody wants to have power. The only trouble is, is that the Republicans have more than just power. They have military power on their side because Texas had just been on the losing side of the American Civil War. You've got the United States military that is dictating what is happening politically, militarily, even economically in this entire area. Throw on to all of this. <laughs> salt. How important is salt? We put it on our eggs. It's in our bacon. It preserves our, our food. 
It's also used in making leather, dyes, and it was used by the Mexicans in their silver mines to smelt silver. So what have we got? We've got politics. We've got ethnic problems. The Mexicans and the Texans had been fighting for, what, since 1836? Texans had run Mexico, or had taken this country from Mexico. So you've got that natural animosity set up there. Huh. This mixing of all of the different peoples just added to a change in what the, the Mexican population considered a change in the rules and the way that they gathered salt. Now, let's say you want to get salt. Today, we go down, we get into a into our vehicle, we drive to the grocery store, we buy a box of Morton salt, and that's it. If you were going to get salt in what is now in West Texas in 1866, you had to hook up your wagon, and if you've got mules or horses, you put them on there. But what the Mexicans mostly had were oxen, and an ox can, is just a big cow, and you've got to go from your community about 100 miles through mountains, through a road that was set up originally by Spain back in the 1700s. My son has found artifacts from the Spaniards along the road that was used by the Spanish Salt Road. You go all the way to the, the base of the Guadalupe Mountains, and there you dig salt. You load your wagon up, and you get back to El Paso. I've read some accounts where it says it's going to take you two or three days. Well, I have to disagree with that. If you're pulling an ox, ox cart, it's going to take you a minimum of two weeks, more likely three weeks, to get your load of salt from San Elizario back to San Elizario. All this time, remember I talked to you a minute ago about the Apache Indians? The Apaches didn't like anyone. They didn't care what a Democrat or Republican was. They didn't care about the Catholic Church. They hated Mexicans, and just a little bit less, they hated Texans. So if you're out there, the Apache's going to try to kill you. Well, starting in 1866, the military government of Texas brought in a new Texas constitution. And in that constitution, it would allow people to apply for ownership of mineral rights. Well, salt is mineral. So in 1866, a commodity, salt, that had been free to the Mexicans, the, anybody that wanted to go out in the Salt Lake area and dig salt, they could do it. It was a community property. But in 1866, with the radical Republicans ruling Texas, it was, suddenly became a mineral that could be 
filed or you could file a claim on it and own the own the property that the salt is found on. So that's what happened. You had people starting to take this community property away from the Mexican population in San Elizari who were the leaders of the, the salt trade felt that it was wrong. So you had politicians, both Republican and radical Republican and Democrats, trying to come in and set up where the, the salt diggers could not get salt. It had to be, it had to be taken and somebody would own it and pay. So this entire situation the, between the, the groups of people just started heating up. You had ownership that was not, not really settled. So what happens? Somebody starts trying to take something of you from you, you try to protect yourself. So the first thing you do is you get a baseball bat or a gun, and you try to protect yourself. You try to stop it. You try to slow it down. That's what was happening for a period of 12 years, from the period of 1866 to 1877. It just got worse. And each political side kept getting stronger and stronger. Now, you're not talking about a lot of people. The entire population on the northern side of the Rio Grande River in the United States, Texas, El Paso County, was in the 1860s, was probably no more than four or 5,000 people all the way from what is now San Rosario to Franklin, which is now El Paso, you're talking a period of, of an area of maybe 30 miles. You've got 5,000 people living in. So you're, it's it's very small, very small population. And the people that you've got that live in this area are not probably the most steadfast church-going people that you know in your life. You've got the dregs of two nations. You've got people that have lost everything in the Civil War. You've got people that have lost everything in the war with Maximilian's armies in Mexico. You've got poor people. You've got rich people. You've got the entire population that is... Uh, shady at best. And that is the that is the mixture of things that we've got to come up with on how the salt wars took place to get this natural salt, this natural lakes. The, the interesting thing about the salt lakes it covers hundreds of square miles all the way from Dell City, Texas, and into the edge of New Mexico, all the way south to Van Horn, Texas, which is 60-some-odd miles. This sets up for a good story about what is called 
the, the salt wars.